Howdy folks, welcome to Sketchy Conversations with John Mills on the 4th. On today's episode, I'm chatting with rocker Juan Black of the band Black Sunday. We talk a bit about Jersey punk rock band The Misfits, also Juan Black's band Black Sunday, and the difference between Indiana's music scene and California's music scene. Check it. So, where are you from originally? Originally, I'm from New Jersey. I've kind of been all places. I started off in New Jersey, then I lived in Philadelphia, then I spent most of my life in California, and then I moved to Indiana. Hmm. Okay. So I'm bouncing around all over the place. Okay. So, New Jersey, right. Um, which, part of, which part of Jersey, if you don't mind me asking? Atlantic City. Okay. Cool place. Hmm. I was thinking, like, um, because when I hear when I heard your music, I was thinking it's a horror. There's a horror. What well, I almost say horrorcore. No, I was thinking meant horror punk influence. I was thinking maybe somewhere near Lodi or something like that. No, no. I mean, I, I mean, I know, I know some people from Lodi, and I know there's like that's where a lot of a lot of like horror punk bands are coming out of too. But nah, I, I didn't even hear about Lodi until like until like moved out of Jersey. <laughs> that is not the first time I heard that. Like. I have a friend out in New Jersey where I mentioned, oh, you have one of my favorite bands right there. But Springsteen, not a Misfits. They're from Lodi, New Jersey. I'm like, where the fuck's Lodi? And she's from New Jersey. <laughs> so I take it. it. So what? No, there's a lot. Like, I I grew up in New Jersey, and there's, like, most of the cities out there I've heard about, and the towns and everything, I never even heard of. I'm like, what is that? Like, it's in Jersey. It's in Jersey. You've never been there? Like, no, I didn't think that was a real place. Okay. Yeah, same thing in uh, Maryland, you know, because I would say where I'm from, I would say I'm from parts unknown. I said, where the fuck is that? It's like, you never heard of it. <laughs> you know, unless you're from here, you know. Yeah. Uh, the zoning here in Maryland is weird. Like, where I grew up is that you would get, I would get mail, right? And it would say Camp Springs, but like, no, I'm Temple Hills. And then sometimes it would be Hillcrest Heights. It depends how hard you sneeze, really. Uh. Yeah. Okay, so how'd you get into punk? Uh, I got growing up, my mom listened to all types of music and everything, and and then I uh, discovered college radio helped me discover discover like a lot of different types of music, a lot of different bands. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, well can I, could you put could you put your face closer to the mic? Cause it's hard for me to hear you. Oh, sorry about that. You good? Let me, let me try something real quick. Okay, let's try to see if I can do this without like hitting the video chat thing. Way again. better. <laughs> hey, you know, even, even if you hit the video chat thing, I'll just ignore it. Anyway, it's cool. Cool. All yeah, right. it, it's when I hit the video chat thing, it switches over to speaker for some reason. Okay. But yeah, um, but uh, wait, what were we talking about? We talked about the um, oh yeah, punk? college radio. Oh, yeah, 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 it's like. Like I used to used to tune in. They had like punk shows and they'd have metal shows. So I discovered like a whole bunch of bands that I had never even heard of before. It was great. That's like the first place I listened to heard Misfits and heard like Bauhaus and Sisters of Mercy and everything. Okay, so what do you identify more as goth punk or what? Um, I think I'm if I'm really going to class myself classify myself, I think I'm gonna be a little bit more closer to punk, but. Maybe goth punk with a goth influence. <laughs> that's why. That's why I always say death rockers. You know, it's just easier sometimes. Sounds about right. Because that's one thing I've really been getting into is post punk and death. Ro- was like goth rock and and uh, death rock. And I was like, what's the difference? And my buddy Danny Kircher said, 
One has distorted guitars, the other one has cleaner guitars on. Okay, that makes sense. <laughs> I mean, it really does. I, I, that, that's a good way to look at it, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember when I first was, um, I was really getting into this. I was really getting more into goth, post-punk, and, and death rock and everything. The first time I saw Roz Williams, so I was like, so that's where Marilyn Manson got his shit from. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's just pretty much just about everything he did, he got off of Roz Williams. Pretty much, like, yeah, yeah. One of my buddies is yeah. a bullying back in Florida. <laughs> yeah, I hear, I, I hear a lot of stuff about like that. Like a lot of people that grew up in Florida said that. Yeah, my buddy Tom Bowker we used to harass him. Actually, um, he freaked him out one time, so he ran into like um, he ran down Central into a car one time. <laughs> oh jeez. Yeah. Uh, should have ran him into something harder. <laughs> um. You know, I even suggested, hey, Tom, I think of all times right now, uh, I think it's time to go uh, bully your old friend right now. <laughs> Seriously. He, yeah, he, he, he kind of needs it. <laughs> yeah, my buddy Tom, oh, he wouldn't remember me. It's like, okay, put the wig on in the bloody shirt. He'll remember that, <laughs> motherfucker. <laughs> Look, remember me, bro? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you can't run as fast now, probably. <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> All right, so biggest influences musically. Biggest influence musically, obviously, you know, Misfits and stuff like that. But also, I, I my my influence has been all over the place because it started off from Alice Cooper, to goes to Gary Newman, Sisters of Mercy, The Damned. The Damned is like one of my biggest influences. Like that is like one of my favorite bands in the world. Oh yeah. So it's it's like those all, all those bands. They made me actually want to do what I do. Excuse me. One thing is this: um, Dave Vanian is one of my faves. You know. Oh yeah. I always felt that the Black Album, because my buddy uh, Danny Kurchura, I think y'all friends on Facebook. Um, great fucking album. It, like Danny really put me onto that album and stuff. That's a great album, y'all. Yeah, I just think it was too ahead of his time. You know. Yeah, yeah, I, I, I think that that's a pretty good assessment of that, because they, they did a lot on that album. It was kind of all over the place, but it was beautiful. Oh, totally. It was beautifully done, and some people were really into it, and I think a, most mainstream didn't really get it. You know, most mainstream are like, wait, what is this, you know? Yeah, not everything's going to be machine gun etiquette, you know? No, no. Oh, I mean, Machine Gun Etiquette. I mean, I mean, there's, there's not really. I can't think of really. Even the worst damned album is still good. You know, exactly. You know, like um, it was a <clears throat> because one thing about I dig about Dave Vinny's Vinny's voice is the whole a uh, whole crooner thing. Sound like a drunken lounge singer. Actually, I've always loved that kind of approach when it came to vocals. You know. Yeah. Yeah, even like I even like this like I even like this. he had the side project for a while. He was doing like more of a sort of a little dark rockabilly thing almost. I cannot remember the name of the project right now. I think I know which one it is, but I can't remember the name yeah. either. What was up with that? Like I'm still trying to figure out the connection between gothic rock and you know and rockabilly. I never could figure out like how those two worlds intersected though. I'm not sure. Somehow they did. I I, I think it mainly is because of like certain sounds, like because a lot of the oh, like Misfits and everything, 
they were kind of like crossing their sound. They were like kind of going back to the old 50s sound oh, in yeah. some certain, certain types of songs, like a certain formula. Oh, yeah. And so a lot of bands picked that up and they kind of went with it and they just went more trying to get more in the rockabilly thing and okay. and they just they just kind of made it a genre. <laughs> I guess that makes sense, you know. I don't know. I've like I used to love the Misfits and I'll put it this way, it, it's it's fascinating what you be, can be exposed to because all right, I always heard about the Misfits, but until you know, you had something like Napster or whatever, you can hear more about bands than actually hear the bands. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, absolutely. All right, so okay, I'm I was still green and goose shit at this because I knew about Danzig, right? In fact, I named like my first, you know, the straight dog around the neighborhood calling Danzig. Just calling that, right? Mm-hmm. That's a cool name, right? I used to watch Enter Gravity when I was a kid, so that's how I knew about them. Um, see, I I knew about the Misfits, but nobody told me that Danzig had anything to do with the fucking Misfits, right? Until I found right. out, oh, okay, I was not aware of that. Okay, it's pretty cool. Until like later on, and I always got a kick out of was nobody mentioned that the Misfits had two errors, right? Like the first time I really saw them, because I remember I saw them in Big Money Hustlers. That wasn't the first time I saw them, but I did see them in Big Money Hustlers, right? Oh yeah, 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 <laughs> yeah. That was that, that was the Michael Graves days. Yeah, that was the Jerry Only Band era. Yep. Oh yeah, yeah. I'm st- I still will never forgive them for being involved with WCW. If. I remember watch, watching episodes because I used to watch wrestling for a, a, a bit when I was when I was younger when they were doing that, and I remember that I'm like, wait, is that Jerry only? Yes, it was. Is he? Why is he in the? What is going on? It was one of those weird things because you know what? It's a fucking art in itself, guys, and it's almost like. Unless you really know what you're doing in there, you're just going to just make an ass of yourself. It sucks, though, because they actually ended up getting trained, though. But they were still green and yeah. cool shit, you know? Oh, Doyle did look like a fucking wrestler. Doyle's, gee, Doyle's still ripped like Jesus, he though. does. <laughs> like, Jesus, dude. I know, right? So it's like, so I remember seeing that, but, um, so when I first heard, I was like, okay, there's, okay, you gotta check out the Misfits, check out the Misfits, check out the Misfits, right? Okay, fine. So the first thing here is the Michael Gray's era, and okay, I didn't hate American Psycho, but it's like it sounded too thrashy. It sounded like okay, they sound like what Slayer's doing. I didn't right. discover the Misfits had a punk thing until like I found the song Last Caress, and it was weird because I didn't know I because I had like a shitty little speaker and everything. It was the mix was bad, so I couldn't really hear what Dancer was saying until I got into better speakers. Like he said, "What now?" <laughs> you know. So I was like, "Wait, this is Blitzkrieg Bob in a different key." So I was like, okay, this is pretty much, you know. Yeah, see, that was that was the Misfits I grew up on, and then later on, you you, you had the Michael Crazer, and I was like, eh, it's all right. I mean, it's, I, I at the time I thought it was all right, you know. That was before disco- discovered just how much a piece of crap that uh, Michael Graves is. But I know that was a big <laughs> disappointment, you know. Actually, it's kind of funny. My buddy um, Joey Amish, not to be confused with the drummer, but actually, oh, he was oh, a, he okay. was an indie wrestler who actually got the name from the drummer from uh from the misfits oh wow um he uh mentioned he's best friends of michael graves and he also mentioned yeah michael graves and jerry only do not like each other <laughs> like they can't you can't even get a misfits reunion out of that lineup you cannot no i i i would hope not <laughs> yeah that'd be <laughs> like that's that, that's for the best yeah 
Oof. But it's kind of, it's kind of, it's kind of funny you mentioned Joey Image because I because because I actually uh, I used to know Joey Image because he lived in Hollywood back in the nineties and he used to like work in this shop that was on like Hollywood and Wilcox. Yeah. I used to see him talk to him all the time. Yeah, how was he? Oh, he was cool, but like like I haven't like, I I had lost track. I because I hadn't seen him in years after that, and I heard he died not too long ago. Yeah, he passed unfortunately. Yeah. Yeah, but. But also, like, um, okay, influence-wise, too, because one other thing is this. When I did try to do vocals, I like a lower lower range and everything, so. Right. Guys like um, Danzig and uh, Dave Vanian would actually be a kind of a bit of a motivating force, so to speak, you know? Right. So what was the first band you started? First band I started, um, I... I'm gonna say my my first actual band was uh, Elegant Bastards, which was, I started back in like 2001. Because anything I did before that was just you know jamming around with people, and it just didn't really have any direction. That it, it wasn't until then it actually had something, and it was actually going to some sort of direction. You know? And that lasted. Ooh, lasted almost nine years. Okay. You know, had a couple side projects. Um, which like I had, I actually was I actually had a metal band for like, we just had like two rehearsals in one show. <laughs> okay. So that didn't last too long. <laughs> so what did Elegant Bastards sound like? Elegant Bastards was was definitely. It, it, at some some points, we almost sounded like a wannabe Misfits tribute band, which was kind of the problem with the band. I mean, it was it was fun, and like I said, it, it was my first real band, and we, we, it was it was definitely punk, trying to be horror punk, and it it was cool. And for a while, I was like getting all the hey, he's, hey, you're like a black Danzig, and I and I kind of was like cool with it for a while. And then after all, I was like, Ugh. so I'm like, I was, I was like, I kind of like to want to move on to something more, so I can just be called. I don't, you know. After a while, it's like as much as I liked Danzig, I didn't want to, you know, be just considered like another Danzig clone or something, you know. Oh, totally, you know, like you want to be Juan Black. Yeah, exactly. Understood completely. You know, it's like comparisons are cool, but when you want to really grown to your own that doesn't help matters yeah all right so is there any audio any footage of elegant bazaars there is um you can just like look it up on youtube i got i got some you got if you backtrack videos i have some on my channel um i there are some vhs's i got to try to transfer onto like a mp4 format okay to eventually upload but that'll that's gonna take a minute because like some of the tapes, uh, this one kid I know is back in California still has, so he has to still send those to me. Understood totally. All right, because I remember seeing a couple of videos of you on Facebook. You used to like kind of I guess like you're walking and going to rant sometimes, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember one was about Axl Rose. I can't remember what it was, but what did Axl Rose do that day to take you off so bad? Oh God! I oh Jesus Christ! That was like, fuck! That was like about like eleven years ago or something. I don't even remember. It was, I think it had something to do with the Hall of Fame or something. Yeah, it was something to do with the Rocker Hall of Fame or something. Yeah. 
I know. I, I mean, I was at that. I wasn't really a big Axl Rose fan anyway, because you know it's Axl Rose. But yeah, I think that, I, that for some reason I just want to go on a rant on that at that time. I don't blame you. Truth be told, is though, it's Guns N' Roses. One of those bands where you know what they're cool for the moment, but then you discover cooler stuff. Yeah, you know, and also one in a million didn't help matters. No, no, it did not. Ooh, like um, even though I got what I was trying to do, it's kind of one of those things where. Okay, since you're like since you used to watch wrestling back in the day, of course you remember Harlem Heat, right? I remember the name. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Booker T, right? Yeah, right. yeah. Before they got the TV, what they were trying to do was okay. This is they had this manager named Colonel Tom Parker, right? And mm-hmm. they have him dressed up like a Southern gentleman, and whatnot, right? And he was supposed to be like a warden of this um J of of this prison, right? And he said, "Here we have my here like two of these uh, bad guys in prison." It was Booker T and his brother Stevie Ray, and they were dressed in. Mm-hmm. It looked like they looked tattered clothes, and they were on the end of a chain. And it's a white guy holding the chain. Uh, it don't look right. They can already see where that's going. Exactly. Yeah, they it's actually, a bit cringy. <laughs> yeah, they, they scrapped the fuck out of it. But the point about it is where I can see where Axel was trying to go with it, but I'm like, the story about it was that like Slash actually stopped the song or like kind of side at him, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, this is, yeah, so it's like, you know, yeah. Yeah, so yeah, if one understand Slash wasn't a, really a fan of the song, I mean, obviously it still got made and recorded anyway, but still. Yeah, the consummate professional. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so, alright, since pretty much most bands are on lockdown, at least the smart ones are, um, how has COVID-19 had it affecting you creatively? Uh, I'll be real with you. Creatively is kind of helped. <laughs> Because I mean, I because like like I said, it was like between us working, trying to work on new stuff, we're gonna try to work on more songs and work on like a first full length album. Um, I've actually have another project going on with another friend of mine, and we've been writing songs, put two out already, and we're still gonna we're trying to work on some more because we want to do an album with that too. So it's I mean, despite not being able to play shows, on one hand it sucks, but on the other hand. It's kind of helpful because that's one less distraction because it gives you time to work on stuff. So that way, when you are playing shows, you have something, you know, a product to bring with you, so to speak. Completely agreed, you know. All right. So where do you guys usually record? Uh, uh, we have my friend uh, Jason Bambury. Um, he has a studio called Purple Harvest here in Indy. Cool. And he... He does amazing work. He's like one of the best guys I ever worked with for recording. You know, it's like you you work you work with him. He's kind of like I I keep calling him like the John Peel of Indiana because <laughs> nice. we go in there we we go in there with, with with you know what we got and everything, and then he goes, hey, we'll try this, you know, or he, he kind of brings out certain things, and once it's done, it just sounds amazing, you know. Oh, yeah. So I love I love working with the guy. <laughs> cool. All right, so from what I'm gathering, so all right, so black there was a there was a uh, version of black in California, right? Yes. All right, so the, so like um so like to, I I assume it's a totally new lineup, right? Yeah, so definitely. Here, what did, what, did the, what happened was originally after Elegant Bastards broke up, um, I was I was 
starting a new band at the time. And originally, it was called Black Number Nine. And I was kind of playing around with a couple people, and then that's when I ended up because I bounced back and forth between L.A. and uh, Indianapolis at the time. Mm-hmm. And like out here, I I, I, I kind of put the band together out here, and then just changed, dropped it to Black. Hmm. And so it's like there's been like, as far as Black goes, there was like about three different versions of that up until like a f- uh, few years ago when I. When when I realized like you're like when you if you look up black online you get like about like a hundred other things and then you might find uh, the band that I had at the time hmm. so I was like uh, maybe I should maybe you should do a like, slight name change or something so I got the idea just made a black Sunday instead which is which made made a world of a difference honestly oh yeah. Just adding adding another word to it, it made it that much of a difference. <laughs> it really does help the algorithm and see in SEO and whatnot. Yeah, it yeah. does. Like now, if if you look us up now, you can actually you can actually find a few things about us now when you look us up. So it's really helpful. As as of when we were black, you'd get like prog rock bands or hip hop artists, etc. You know. Oh yeah, because I remember the those one. I really want to start a band called Blackmail, right? And then I looked it up and I realized there are five other black rock bands with the same name. So I'm like, shit. Yeah. All right. So, okay, let me back to the drawing board. But yeah, but um, this, so when you're when you're writing, what's your creative process when it comes to writing? Uh, it's it's it varies. It just depends depends on where my headset is at the time. My my head. I'm like sometimes I'll I like maybe I have like ideas. Or a song like at weird times, like I'll I'll try to like jot something down if I'm at work or something, and then I just kind of just bring it back to like be it with uh, my band or my other buddy with the project we're doing. Um, sometimes if I can, I'll try to work it out like what I can on my guitar because I play a little bit of guitar sometimes. Okay. Just enough to try to get a basic idea of something, you know. Right. So it's it's. it's the creative process is like once writing songs, you like usually try to collaborate with everybody. It's like, here, this is what I got. What do you think? What else can we do with it? You know, that sort of thing. Yeah. All right. So, how do you feel you've grown as an artist? Uh, well, um, definitely not trying to do the black dancing thing anymore. That's a big plus, in my opinion. <laughs> um, I think as an artist, I've progressed a lot because I've 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 let go of certain things that that I was trying to hang on to, like trying to keep up with certain other types of uh, bands or whatever. Like especially in LA, I've actually progressed more I think since leaving Los Angeles, music-wise, than I did living there. I think I was like stifling myself because I was, you know, hanging around, you know, certain bands that were still doing the same thing that they've been doing for years and everything, and I was basically doing the same thing. And then once I got out of got out of that element, I'm an element now, and I'm like, okay, well, you know, let me try this. I want to try different things. I want to try to, you know, push myself in certain directions. You know, not try to be so much like want to be misfits or trying to be edgy or whatever. You know, oh, yeah. just trying to be, just trying basically trying to be myself. Trying to, you know, it's oh, yeah. it's still a discovery. It's still a journey. It's still. <laughs> 
everything is still like a work in progress, you know. Oh yeah. So, what do you? How would you describe the differences between, you know, you know, like uh, being a musician in L.A. and also being a musician in Indianapolis? Like, what are it's like you know, like scene wise, scene wise, what is what's the difference? Um. Well. Because the scene, the scenes of, of like hanging around, like the, when I was in LA, like the Hollywood and like the San Fernando Valley scenes, they're the the scene in Indianapolis seems to be a lot more community oriented than it's than so than so much back in Hollywood and everything. Mm-hmm. Um. It, People actually seem to care more about live music out here. I mean, when I was in, when I was in LA, you know, it, it was a lot, a lot of people would maybe go to a show to maybe to see their friends' band, but they would, you know, leave you. They wouldn't really stick around and watch bands much. Oh yeah. But you know, out here, people, you know, they're, they're like, oh, there's some bands playing. Let's go check them out. You know. You know, even if they're like, you know, out of town band or whatever band, they're, you know, they're showing up. You know, so it's it's a huge difference, which was a weird thing to get used to. <laughs> Sounds a little bit like Frederick, Maryland, actually, when um, my band and I, we headed up there in 2012. And I noticed that was a lot more community, maybe because like the small town atmosphere and stuff. Yeah. It was kind of funny because it used to be called, the place used to be called Fredneck, actually. But Fredneck? Noticed, <laughs> That's yeah. great. But Exactly, but it kind of got gentrified, so it was like a bunch of hipster billies, I guess you can call them. <laughs> like, they were drinking PBR unironically, like, they actually liked that shit. Ah. Uh, you know? Oh, I think you got, you, you got those everywhere. I don't, I don't, I, I never knew why PBR became popular. <laughs> I have no fucking idea why. But <laughs> it was like, before the word, we knew the word appropriation of, you know, we drink PBR, wear a fucking trucker hat and shit, just to be ironic. Uh, yeah. <laughs> oh, God, those days sucked. <laughs> All right. So, how did the name Gypsy Black come about? Uh, <laughs> it's, it, that came, like, back, or, like, probably early 90s. Um, while I was living in Hollywood, I used to do, uh, like, little garage sales and stuff like that. And I, I would do that like every weekend, some some places where I was, where I was living at. Because you know, back at that time, if you wanted to just set up a yard sale on the side of a street, you could. It it didn't get give you get you too much flack for that back then. Mm-hmm. But uh, I used to do that, and I, you know, dr- dressing the way I usually do. And I was at the time like the, the whole crystal things were big, so I was like wearing like these like big fat crystal earrings hanging out my ear and everything. Oh, okay. And this had had this had this one old brother. He was like an incense salesman. You know, he used to hang on Hollywood Boulevard. And we were, he used to come by, talk to me a lot. And he was like looking at me. He was like looking at the areas. He was like, ah, black gypsy. <laughs> and then he kind of walked off like, hmm. So at the time, I thought that was cool. So hey, all right, I'm a, I'm gonna make that my name. You know, and I went by that for years. You know, I didn't think nothing of it, and I kind of caught flack from a couple of people, and I'm like, I didn't quite understand, and then for some reason I didn't realize that the term gypsy was like a racial slur. I'm like, oh. Me neither. 
Yeah, I was like, oh, okay. So, did somebody mention mention that to me one time? I thought they were just talking smack. And then when I found out, I was like, oh, crap. I was like, no wonder I pissed a couple people off. Like, you know what? So that eventually led me to just change my name. And I just... And actually, Juan is my Juan is actually my actual name, my middle name. Yeah, so I've been just using that. Huh, really? That is <laughs> yeah, name, I was actually. Oh, yeah, John. Hmm. Oh, right on. <laughs> I had no idea. Like, that's something I I didn't know it was a slur either because I thought I heard every one of them actually and use a few of them myself. I yeah. had no idea it was actually a word. Um, it was actually funny. Um. You know that one um, Scottish, um, uh, one Scottish, um, one Scottish bass player in that um, black alternative musician group. Uh, I don't. I, I'm not. Sh- not sure about if he, you know the name. Um, is that, let me see. If I can look it up. Actually, let's see to make sure I get it right. Her name is Kaz. Oh yeah 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 yeah. Okay yeah yeah. yeah. Apparently. There's some slurs I never heard of, though, right? And because I'm like, okay, because she had, she asterisked them out and everything, right? Right. And because she was trying to be sensitive to that ethnic group, and I was like, what the hell? Because she just put up T asterisk asterisk K or T asterisk 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 E R, and right. what was G asterisk asterisk asterisk? I'm like. The fuck are those? Like, what is that? <laughs> so apparently it was like, they meant Tink or Tinker or Jippo, which made like a slur to the Romani people. I'm like, I never heard those words in my life. See, I haven't, I haven't even heard of that until now, even myself. Because I was like, like oh, wow. Because I was like, is TikTok or a slur? Like, listen, I know they're, I know they're annoying, <laughs> but they're kids. God damn. I'm like, I had no idea. <laughs> I'm like, fuck them kids and cool ass filters that we had to <laughs> find ways to do we had to get a copy of Adobe Premiere and crack the code and shit and do them halfway right they got it all easy now for the push for a button fuck them kids back in my day we had to do HTML and we liked it exactly HTML5 got, HTML4 god damn it we, we didn't call it coding we called it programming actually we called it social isolation but nonetheless you know so but yeah so alright so so what scenes were you more involved with in California though? In California I was I kinda was like I, I most of the scene I think I was um, mostly involved with was the San Fernando Valley scene because that's where I was living at. That's where m- most of the band that I had at the time was based out of. So and which like San Fernando Valley for like like for anybody who's not been to California. It's like that's like that's like over the hill from like you like you got Hollywood and then you got the hills you go over the hills, then you have the valley. You have like Studio City, Universal City, North Hollywood, Van Nuys, etc. Oh yeah, you know, you know it's just like it's just like just five ten minutes you know across the freeway and there you are. <laughs> I've been out but there. But yeah, I've been in the area in like ten years actually, and oh. I don't know. It's like maybe the part of Hollywood I was seeing. I, I guess I gotta find the cool shit, you know? Because I was like, it just looked like Washington, D.C. back in 1991. I could have sworn I saw the same crackheads, too. You might have. Because 
sometimes people travel. Exactly. <laughs> and people just used to end up on Hollywood Boulevard. Like, I don't know if you were ever out there, like, back in, like, in the 90s. That's... No. That's... No. A, yeah, see, that's that, that, that was the Hollywood I remembered. Yeah. It was it was it was kind of fucked up, sleazy, but it was. I hate to say it, it was more fun then. <laughs> of course, that's how it always is. That's how it always is. Yeah. Like DC in the eighties. I mean, sure, you would have got mugged or robbed, but you would have heard some really cool go-go bands, some really cool punk rock bands, though. Oh yeah, absolutely. It's like like a New York in the seventies. Sure, there was there were prostitutes and uh, porno booths, but um, you know what? You would have might have seen some really cool uh, dirty movies. You know, hey, there you go. Yeah, you know, it's yeah, it's it's it is, and you know, but like like dealing with like the the, the valley scene, like there was like all types of different bands, but some of them somehow kind of sort of sounded the same, and like and you had like a lot of the bands that like sounded like just like you know your basic bar rock bands. Hmm. So I mean it. And once again, it was like the same thing I mentioned about like just L.A. in general. It's just like, you know, getting people to come out to see live music besides just coming out to see their own band or their friend's band or whatever. It sounds like a, I hate to use the word, epidemic across the country or world, dare I say, you know. So I was wondering, so what did that sound? So was there any kind of remnants or runoff from, you know, that kind of the hair metal? I hate to use that word because... You know, because it was a straight up '80s hard rock. Really, it wasn't really. They just call right. it hair metal. But um, like, you, you, well, basically, like the Sunset Strip bands, basically. Yeah, did they have like any you kind of like dance of? There wasn't actually. That was. I I, I knew. Uh, I I still know a few of those guys from that. You know, some some have moved on from that. And like, I got I, I got a friend of mine. Uh, my friend Eric he used to be in a band called Woolworths. He's doing stuff now, and he. And you know, there's actually there's there's some guys like from that era. They're still doing stuff. They're still, in their own way, doing stuff to be relevant. And then, of course, you have a lot of people just still hanging on to certain things from 1991, and it's just not working. <laughs> and it's like a lot of lot a lot of those guys I did hang out with for a while too, which I think was you know, which know. which which made it kind of just kind of uh, hindered certain things, you know? Alright, so you were on the Afropunk board, right? I was. I was I was on there like a while back ago. Uh, I, I I don't remember a lot. I know it was on there. I chatted to it with a few people. I think you might have been one of them. Possibly. I used to post on there. Oh, yeah. I think I do remember you, actually. You know, what name was it again? Oh God, I, it might have been Blackheart. I don't know. It's it's, it's been years, so. All right. I've I've slept since then, so. All right. Who would have expected or no to turn to this fucking as I call it, Negro cello kind of thing, huh? Yeah, yeah. It's it, it, it's 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 a little it's it's a little weird. It's like yeah, it it's, it's punk black, but not it's like it was a punk black, but I mean, no Afro punk thing, but just like less punk. I mean, which is okay. It's I mean on, I mean on one hand, I think it's cool. Just like ch- check it out other genres too. Nothing wrong with that. But yeah, it's there. There's been some. There has been. Want to understand some problematic things about it? Oh yeah, I got into a stare with Matthew one time. Oh yeah. Yeah, he is short. 
I'll send you the picture later. <laughs> but yeah. Uh, so, alright, so like, um, so are you consider doing more live streams in the future? Yes, definitely. Especially like, like, like right now, I mean, even before the pandemic thing, was thinking about doing live stream stuff anyway, just because, just because it's good to be able, like, I like to be able to play for people just not in the same state, because so, we have technology now. So we can just, like, you know, play shows, you know, worldwide. Because not everybody can afford to go on tour, you know? Yeah, right, shoot. And also another thing, too, like, even when I always film my band shows, right, they say, oh, I can't make it that night. That's cool, send you a video. You know? Yeah. Also, like, um, you can't, they can't use the fold the dishes argument anymore. Yeah, that's true. So it's like, yeah, hey, sorry, I got to fold the dishes tonight. <laughs> So it's like, hey, put it up on Facebook, and I'm like, which one is which is the smarter thing to do? Like, um, play to other bands or play to other people? Yeah, I'm definitely play to other people. Yeah, that's that's how that's that that that's how you you build your audience, you know? Exactly. You know? I mean, it's it's fun it's it's fun playing with it's fun playing with other bands. It oh, really totally, is. Like yeah. You, but yeah, it it. If you want to build a fan base, hey, you need to play out. You need more people, you know, more eyes and ears on you, basically. Exactly. You know, um, you made two music videos, right? Uh, what recently? Yeah, one was the our our world video, right? Oh well, yeah, that that was from like 2018. Yeah. Yeah, because I remember you wanted me to send a clip, and one thing led to another. It was too hectic. I wanted to send a clip in, though. I really did. You know. But yeah. also, it's really cool that you featured a lot more people that look different. And I hate to use the word diverse; it's so fucking overused now. A lot more diverse cast of people instead of the usual fare, if that makes sense or not. Yeah, that doesn't that makes sense, and that's the whole point of it. That's why I wanted to do that, and it's, it's like, and then there's like a couple of videos I did after that where I'm like, having, I'm collabing with other people. Like I have them send me video clips. I'm trying to keep it, I'm trying to keep things kind of diverse, you know. It's not just the same type of person in the video, or whatever. And it's, with our world, it's definitely, definitely important anyway. Absolutely, because of the subject matter. Completely, you know. I remember you shoot one of the videos, and it's this really cool backdrop in Indianapolis, right? Okay. With, uh, it was the, the backdrop. One. It was the graffiti one, right? Yeah, there's a few of those because we, we had, there's actually a lot, lot of like really cool um, street art out here, and I know I filmed a few of them. Yeah, and it's like you told, it's like, um, I think still like two other people trying to film a video at the same time, right? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That was during the R World thing because we were in this place called Broad Ripple, which is, which is another popular area, like Indianapolis. And we had literally just finished like the, the, the last part of the, the end of the video. And as soon as, um, my friend turned the camera off, these kids kind of just pulled up in their car. They jumped out the car with this music blasting, and they just started lip syncing. And it's like, oh shit! You know, they were just just. I, I love that the gorilla video making is great. Same here, because I remember when, because when I saw the video for Our World, I have kind of an accent, so I'm going to fuck with some pronunciations. I'm going to be real with you. It's all good. It's kind of weird. Like, there's certain words I can't say. Like, I, let's put it this way: I'd rather say keyboard because I can't say um. 
you know, the word was it starts with the S, and I just spit all over the damn place. <laughs> you know, so because I remember I was watching a video for that, and I was like, "Yo, these that backdrop that that Juan was talking about." Yeah, I, I yeah. Oh wait, wait. So, so did you you know who the 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 band was or the no, group was? No, no, it was the video that you shot though. I just remember you used that backdrop. I rem- I remember that because you made yeah. posts about it. I was like, that was pretty cool. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, like I, I forgot they told me their name. They're they're they're, they're like some SoundCloud rappers. I was gonna check them out, so because apparently my friend and I were in the video because they were cause we were just kind of off to the side where they were filming. So I was like, oh, I wish I knew that. What do you think of the newer stuff coming out though? Like the sound, the SoundCloud era. Just curious. Uh, some of it's, from what I've heard, because I'm not on SoundCloud a lot, but from like like from some of the stuff I've heard, some of it's all right. You know, I'm real. I especially like. I mean, I, I I don't know how like how much of it's on SoundCloud. Sometimes I run across on YouTube or something. A lot of like the lo-fi hip hop stuff like that. I've kind of started getting into that a little bit lately, listening to that, which is really cool. I never forget when somebody called lo-fi hip hop gentrified boom bap, and I was like, I haven't been right since. <laughs> That's that sounds like a mouthful right there. <laughs> and I'm like, it really is. I'm like, well, shit. When you put it that way. <laughs> Because when I hear the word lo-fi, my first thoughts are guys like Daniel Johnston not realizing that you can just make copies of a cassette just recording a song over and over and over again. Yeah. I just think of that, actually, you know. But, um, you know, I'm digging, like, this new wave of darker hip-hop and darker rap stuff where it feels like they take a lot from, like, black metal, a little bit of horrorcore, I guess, and just kind of making our own. Almost sounds dare I say almost sounds industrial without them really getting nine nails. Yeah, yeah, that's what I'm kind of digging. So I was wondering if you like ever checking any stuff out or had an opinion on it. I've actually, actually, now you mentioned that some of it I've heard. I I, I want to check out more actually because I haven't heard a lot of it, but some of it I heard pretty cool. But I like the direction where like a lot of different genres right now are just they're trying to like think outside the box basically. Oh, totally, it's like like especially like 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 a lot of like. Like people doing pop, like pop music now, it's not like how it was when I grew up in like the eighties and nineties. Now, like you have artists, they're trying to like, they're doing like whole visual things, they're just experimenting with sound, and it's like, oh, this is really cool, you know? Yeah, I think it's called hyper pop. Yeah, you know, when I first heard this stuff, the first thought I had was, this sounds like mindless self indulgence a little bit. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it sounds like cross from that, and also I like my own self indulgence a little bit. It reminds me a little bit of like kind of like old Gabber happy hardcore shit. Oh, that's what it sounds like to me a little bit. I like some of it. Like yeah. I'm intrigued by it though. It sounds like okay. This sounds like I take it their parents were ravers at one point. That's what it sounds like. You know, I don't hate it. I'm intrigued. No, no, same, definitely. Yeah. Who's in um, Black Sunday right now? Who's the current lineup? Current lineup, uh, me obviously. Uh, uh, guitar player uh, Jacob Kagan. Uh, bass player is Ron Anderson. Our current drummer is uh, Nathan Dick, and our synth player is uh, Jennifer Maupin. It's for the most for, for the most part. I mean, Nathan's newer. He's been in the band for like for a little over a year, 
But for the most part, the lineup has been the same for the past few years, actually. We, 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 everybody's kind of stuck it out for a while. It's just, I think, we, I, I, luckily, our drummer, I think our drummer situation is definitely taken care of because he's been lasting for a while and he's really good. Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. That's like one of the most important <laughs> days in the band, you know? You know, the drum Oh, yeah, absolutely. Like, oh, my God. It's like. I mean, you could play with a drum machine, but, I mean, it's not quite the same sometimes, nah. depending on the song and music you're doing. Only a few bands can pull that off, like, unless you're Big Black, Godflesh, or... And I really dug, you know, the cover of that damn song you did. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, that, that's a fun song to play. New Rose is my shit. You know? Yeah, it, it, it's, like I said, it's, it's really fun. Oh, yeah. Also, you, you nail the vocals perfectly, you make it your own, but also you pay tribute to, the, to your influences, which I've always really dug. I try to. <laughs> you excel. <laughs> well, I guess I gotta wrap it up right now. But um, is there anything else out there that you want us to check out or anything? I'll just uh, check out Black Sunday on Facebook. We go to blacksunday.com. Uh, go look look for the Juan Black YouTube channel. Uh, you can find like you know Black Sunday videos there, and then I could do a bunch of other videos too because. I'm a wannabe YouTuber. Uh, and uh, also check out my other project, uh, Juan Black and the Midnight Orchestra. Okay, cool. Yeah, I want to ask about that too. Like, um, So some more about that project as well. Hmm, what's up? No, Juan Black Orchestra and the Midnight Orchestra. Tell me more about that. Oh, oh sorry. Um, like I said, that's mostly, that's mostly just me and my my friend, uh, Irvin Spook. Uh, he looks like... like we write songs. He does like a lot of instrumentals. That that's that's a drum machine thing. But this project's a little bit more, a little bit more gothy, sort of post punky sort of thing. A little bit, a little, a little bit more in a vein of sort of like you know, Sisters of Mercy, I guess you could say. Uh, we got like like I, I had mentioned earlier, we got like two songs. Um, we're working on more. Um, eventually, I want to collaborate with other people as well. That was the original thing. Originally, I wanted to do like a collaboration with friends of mine, and also I was gonna make this like an audio visual thing. Like each song has its own video, sort of thing. Uh, well, until next time, great chatting with you. Actually, also, I oh, it's good talking to you. Yeah, I thought that was kind of funny because I remember the first time we spoke, I was trying to figure out which Misfits song to do. <laughs> And you kind of had a good idea to not do a Spook City USA. It was a bad idea for all black rock band to do. <laughs> That's a horrible idea. Yeah. Yes, because I even thought about doing it. And I was like, wait. <laughs> <laughs> like, uh, there's no new irony. Would have thought the song was cool, but wow, this didn't look right. <laughs> Great, Chad. Good chatting with you, bro. Check out Juan Black with his band Black Sunday on Bandcamp. Until next time, take it easy and please use common sense.